the Longhorns escaped. Uh, the Longhorns win 41-20, to 20, uh, beat the Roadrunners of UTSA. Jeff Trailer had the Longhorns on the ropes in the first half. Texas down 17-7. to 7. Uh, The Longhorns, however, over the next uh, two and a half, three quarters almost, outscore the Ro- Roadrunners uh, 34 to just three, uh, really came on strong in the second half, led mostly by uh, Bijan Robinson. Uh, Robinson uh, finishing uh, with 180, three touchdowns, uh, 180 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, I want to introduce you guys to Drew Kelson. He probably needs no introduction if you're a Longhorn fan. Rod Babers is at a wedding, not his own, but he's at a wedding tonight. Drew uh, is carrying on the, the Houston Lamar defensive back tradition on this show that Rod carries. Uh, Drew, welcome in. What were your first thoughts on the on the game? Man, 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 man. This was actually the perfect game um, we could have asked for. I mean, I, I did look back at the Louisiana Lafayette game last year. Um, a team that was respected, a team that, that we expected to get a good sound run against. And that game was 38 to 18. And this one started the same. Um, anytime you have an experienced quarterback, uh, experienced receivers, that adrenaline, that motivation, they came in prepared to bring it to us. And honestly, um, I, I thought along the offensive line that they were they were sound up front early. I mean, they were really they, they were very clear on what they had to do uh, to, to find some creases. The quarterback made some made some plays throughout the game. Yeah. And, 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 and frankly, um, I, I, I thought they did exactly what we expected them to do. They, they gave us the test that we needed. And uh, I mean, at the end of the day, four quarters of focused football, just playing to a standard. Uh, I think towards the end of the game, I did realize, you know, their ceiling was probably right, right on, right on par with our, with our floor. Um, and so we just had to step it up. We had to find opportunities to make plays and then the guys, you know, finally started to do that a little bit later on in the game. Yep. All right. Uh, uh, Drew, I want to uh, bring in and uh, say thank you to our sponsor that makes this uh, possible, uh, this show and others. Uh, the post-game show is brought to you by accomplished Austin realtor, Laura Baker. Laura and the Andy Allen team at Keller Williams can handle all of your real estate needs uh, in the Austin area. Laura is not only a diehard Longhorn fan, but a longtime Austin real estate expert. Reach her, reach out to her at Laura at AndyAllenTeam.com uh, and talk to her. She can help you if you're looking for a second place in Austin uh, and you live in Dallas or Houston, or if you're just looking to move in the Austin area, uh, talk to Laura Baker, uh, an experienced realtor there in Austin. Uh, Drew, you look at 41 to 20, the final score. Jeff Trailer pulled out all tricks to start us off. Um, not only did he go up 10 to 7, then he, he tries an on onside kick, finds a tendency, and exploits it in the Texas kick coverage team. Uh, and then two plays later, he dials up a double pass touchdown, and all of a sudden we had a ball game. It was 17-7 UTSA. What was going through your head when you saw that? I mean, at the end of the day, I, I knew Jeff was going to have these guys ready to play. I knew that they were going to be prepared. They were going to have something dialed up. Um, but, but that's also because Jeff knows – you have to do those things to get against these guys to have a chance. So another Texas team, another year, another moment, another just time in, in, in over the last 12 years, um, you can get rattled. And we've seen these teams get rattled. But at the end of the day, um, playing consistent ball over four quarters, um, 
they could – I mean, it looked like a completely different game in the second half. The defensive line wasn't penetrating as much as they were early on. Um, it's just you, you got to expect those things. You can't pick your adversity. Uh, those things are going to happen. So uh, it did not shock me that it happened, but uh, the guys responded in the way that, that, that we'd expect them to, or at least that they've shown that, that they've just had that consistency uh, over uh, over this season so far. So uh, no shock there. Yep. I, I, I tell you what, you look at the stats right now, and uh, B. John Robinson went for 183, had that big touchdown run to start the second half. Uh, that gave uh, Texas a shot in the arm. The second touchdown, though, uh, did not come just from Bijan. It came from a Jade Barron 44-yard interception return. That was the first time of the game that maybe Longhorn fans and the team could, to, could take a deep breath and maybe say, hey, we need to settle in here. We got this game. We just got to keep playing hard, right? I mean, what what does that do? You pop a long run like that, and then get a a, a big interception return. Drew, you've been in games like that where they kind of open up. What are your what's your thought process in that? You know, what's funny is, I mean, UTSA showed some resilience too. I mean, yes, they punted on that first drive. Uh, we went back and scored, but they were driving. Uh, they they were they were not intimidated by it at all. I mean, Frank Harris he played a great game. He gave us everything he had. I mean, every throw he could make, he was scrambling, he was getting away. So no, it, it was uneasy. But he yeah. made one mistake. <laughs> he made one mistake. Jade Barron capitalized on it, and, and and that was pretty much. I mean, it felt like that was all she wrote from a momentum standpoint, uh, from the standpoint of just knowing you have a two store score game at that point. Uh, there, there was just, I mean, that's when you really felt the turn. But uh, that one mistake did open things up and kind of allowed us to kind of peel our heels back and and not necessarily relax, but just have have some have some cushion to really be able to to really take off from there. I tell you what, we're going to talk about a lot of aspects of this game over the next hour uh, or so, Drew. But I, I want to start with one that just irritated me to no end tonight, uh, and that was the targeting call on Demarvin Overshone. Um, did it not, it, it, it wasn't just that it happened. Uh, it, it, he clearly led with the face mask, not the helmet or not the, not the crown of his helmet. Uh, the, the quarterback ducked his head to come into it. Um, you know, third down first sack of the game momentum, Texas is going to have two scores and the ball for the first time. Um, what, what were your thoughts on, on that, that, that ref or, or that call for coming from above? It wasn't made on the field, but from above, maybe the second straight time in a game or a week uh, that Texas has had some some questionable calls on the field. You know, Bobby, as, as a guy who uh, I only knew one way to play the game. I, I could never survive today. I, I, I'd leave with the crown of my helmet. I was going to say Joel Klatt remembers that or, or doesn't I, remember that, right? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm glad I, I didn't play much longer because I only knew one way to play and I, I wouldn't be able to even have a conversation with you right now. But um, with that in mind, that was the furthest thing from a targeting that, that you could imagine. And, and not even from the standpoint that it was just helmet to helmet. You can see intent. You can feel intent. You can see a launch. You can see – that happening. I mean, I don't know how else a defensive player is supposed to fly through the line and make those types of plays and and, and do anything different in that situation. I mean, we, we've had our instances of guys missing those wide open sacks, those wide open opportunities. And so to see a guy just fly through and have an opportunity to make it, 
you don't want to get penalized for that. But, you know, hey, I'd say, okay, is that by the book? But I'm not sure. You know, I, I usually can handle by the book. I'm not sure, man. Uh, it, just, it didn't feel good. It did not feel good for me. I, I tell you what, I'm speaking with Drew Kelson, uh, Houston Lamar, former Houston Lamar, uh, Redskin. Now I guess you're a Texan. Uh, but uh, then uh, played on the Longhorns National Championship team in 2005. Uh, Drew, uh, you know, Rod is on vacation this week. He'll be back next week with us. Uh, he's got, I say vacation, but ha- going to a wedding when you, you the Texas game is on, is that's almost like sacrilege, right? Um, but I, I'm asking you this because I, I saw Texas start the game and it felt like, uh, it wasn't a great game plan at the outset on either side of the ball for Texas. Uh, Sark tried to force the run up the middle, and and uh, frankly, UTSA, that's what they were ready for, and that's what they, they uh, pushed for. And on the defensive side, it looked like more of the defense we saw a year ago, uh, that soft kind of zone look that kind of let people walk down the field the first couple of the series. What were your thoughts on, on that and how they started the game? Because I thought that that did not look good to me. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You know, it's funny. Offensively, it was a bit more of what I expected. I mean, regardless of who the quarterback was going to be, you got to make sure they you, you test the run game, you test Bijan, you test and see if you can stop that aspect of the offense. Um, and they came out prepared to do that. Um, I, I do. I did have concerns about – how does this team run the ball when we know we need to run the ball or want to run the ball? And while we did go four downs to Bijan, at least we were able to get that initial first down, um, we just didn't establish it. And we have not established it consistently outside of having Ro- uh, Roshan uh, hand off the ball or be a part of, a part of that, that run game. So uh, that, that's something we still need to, to, to figure out. And I know that's something we still want to, to, to sort through uh, Bijan is just too good of a talent, and it's not as if you, you can't give him a few yards or just a little space to crack something open. And we did see that happen in the second half. Um, UTSA's adrenaline must have burnt out by that point because our offensive line was had him three yards down the field in that second half and gave Bijan more space, just gave our running game more space. So initially, we just we weren't getting it, but uh, I, I would like to see that happen a little bit sooner in the game where we have those opportunities to really create that space for the run game much sooner. Um, defensively, you know, it felt like we were filling it out too. Um, we, 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 I mean, at the end of the day, uh, they did get off the field on that first drive uh, and just got away with a field goal after a first drive it was a long drive. Um, you want to see that. Uh, you can't particularly say that there was anything wrong, particularly that anyone just did. It wasn't any egregious penalties. It wasn't egregious uh, runs. It was just a methodical drive. They went to a really big tight end who they found him in spots. And so you got to have to know that that's going to happen and whether those storms, uh, especially those initial game scripts uh, to start the game. Um, but 
yeah, it just wasn't as sharp as we would see or as, that we, we saw last week, especially after those expectations we had after last week, seeing how the D-line uh, built up. But it, it did feel like um, those guys, I won't say they wanted it more, but they did have a sense of urgency. They were sharp. They were you know, controlling the line of scrimmage. They were getting the ball out quick. Uh, they were catching the balls and they were calling the plays. So they, they came in prepared and dialed up. Um, you know, kudos to them for sure. Uh, for, for, for that, uh, but not, not the way we wanted to start the game. But, you know, the, the goal is, I mean, over four quarters, the, you you want to see the guys tune it in, pull it in, and, and reel it in, and, and they did that. Um, and, and, you know, as much as you don't want to see a letdown, um, there was a combination of – I can't even say it was as much of a letdown as much as it was a UTSA just being a well-trained team and came in prepared to play. And, uh, you know, I – you know, there's some things we want to clean up and coach through on that, but four quarter game, uh, the score kind of tells a story of what you would expect in a game like this. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think Texas, uh, one of the guys on the the message board here or on the the post is saying that Texas wore them down. I think that's certainly the case. Uh, by the fourth quarter, Bijan popped that 41 yarder, and that that was when they said uncle. Basically, I think you know uh, that was when it was over, kind of. And frankly, uh, I felt like uh, Texas played a good style of ball uh, from basically the second quarter on. They still made some uh, bad plays in the second quarter as far as uh, missed tackles, tackles short of the stick. I mean, it was there were just a couple of things. But at the same time, you know, they got better as the game wore on some things. They made the they made the interception happen. They they forced the fourth and one where the guy dropped the pass. Because Frank Harris had a had a two way go to get a first down on third and one, stopped them short, and at least made themselves put themselves in a position to get there, right? Uh, and that's part of it is to make those people uh, uh, force them uh, back in it one one other time. A uh, couple other uh, plays to mention: Anthony Cook, I thought, had a great play near the goal line to stop that. Uh, uh, it was kind of like a route up the seam, uh, and he stopped the guy uh, Drew right short of the goal line. Well, UTSA only got three points out of that drive. Um, and he stopped them on the two-yard line. UTSA then had a, uh, I think it was a, a false start. Uh, then there was uh, a, um, uh, they got a guy in the backfield on a run. Uh, you know, so a lot of different guys had some good good plays, and, and it was a four-quarter uh, deal. Uh, Inside Texas uh, postgame show on Texas football. I'm speaking with Drew Kelson. Uh, Drew, I, I wanted to go back to something that, that we started with and we talked about that lull at the beginning and the lull was, I, I don't know how to say it other than it felt, it felt like it was permeating the whole team. Like nobody was stepping up and making a big play Enter Roshan Johnson. And he makes a couple of just those second effort plays. And then he hurdles the, the guy to put Texas in, in, in position for its first touchdown. I hate, and he scores the first touchdown. I mean, I I felt like they wanted a wake up call, like the team needed a wake up call. Roshan Johnson set the alarm and then rang the bell. I felt like he did. I felt like he did what he needed to do. That's what a leader does. That's also talented, by the way. I mean, he came out and made a big play. Ro, Ro has the juice, man. Ro just has the juice. Has the juice. I mean, when when Bijan is back there. Um, you expect him to make guys miss. 
you expect it to look really sharp and just, you know, I mean, there's God given talent. He'll tell you like, Hey, this is God gave me this Roe just goes hard. Um, he goes hard. He makes guys miss just in a different way. Uh, he goes downhill. He's going to punish you. Uh, he just has a sense of urgent urgency and tenacity that, you know, when he gets the ball, he's giving it his all. And he just juices you up. Uh, the, the way he gets first downs, it has to juice you up. Uh, it, it's usually physical. It's usually making guys miss in a way that that dares them to do it again and dares them to try again. And then that gets you fueled. That gets you juiced up. Uh, he, he just he, he he brought it. I mean, uh, the, the wild cat, the wild row, whatever we call it, uh, that really opened up the run game and opened up the offense really when, when we needed it in that second quarter. Um, and you could just feel everyone knows what, what's going to come. And when you can do what you want to do when everyone knows what, what, what's going to come, that that's really when your game plan, that's really when your adrenaline really starts to, to click. You can find some moments when you're doing trick plays and doing some other things, but everyone's seen this enough now to know, hey, when Roshan's back there at running back uh, and he's back there with, with Bijan, they kind of know what's coming and they don't stop it. And, and it's all because of that juice. It's because of that energy he brings to it. Uh, you just you can't deny what he brings to this team. Uh, and they really responded after after him kind of, you know, just really, really injecting the team with 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 that. Guys like Roshan Johnson are guys that help change the culture, right? Um, those are the guys that, you know, he's not a he's not the star running back. I mean, Bijan Robinson is a star. Will be a high draft pick most likely. Mm -hmm. um, Roshan is not the star of this team, but I'll be doggone if he's going to be cut short for, for it, right? I mean, he's, right. he's going to get his when he gets on the field. And I, I felt like that was just a tremendous uh, effort by him today. Uh, one guy here says they that he set the tone. I completely agree with that comment. 100%. Yeah, I mean, because before then, it almost felt like Texas was listless. And you could tell Hudson Card needed help. He was he was off on his the deep balls to Worthy. It didn't feel good uh, and didn't look good out, at the outset. Uh, but let's let's give Hudson Card some credit too. That big twenty plus yard scramble, um, and then Bijan pops the forty one yard run that put the game out of reach. Um, and so Hudson Card for the second consecutive week. Last week he was sixteen to twenty four. This this week I think he was fifteen of twenty three. So he's right at 60 to 65 percent in both games, right? So that that it's not perfect. It's not Quinn Ewers. It's not it's not Colt McCoy. It's not Vince Young, but he's doing some good things. No turnovers, right? We're 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 building. This is allowing us to kind of see elements of the team that that we probably wouldn't otherwise see. Um, you'd expect at least let's say just first quarter if we just had to extrapolate that out right i mean you'd expect okay if quinn was a quarterback we'd be doing so much more so many different things with the offense but uh th this team while they in an ideal world probably built to hey be able to put up points and blow out people as early and often as possible they're resilient um they're, they're battling but they're also sticking behind uh hudson hudson's not turning over the ball he's not making bad decisions um He's making risky, selfless decisions at the time when the team needs it most. And he's playing within himself. He's playing within the offense. He's handing off the ball he needs to. So 
Uh, when, it, when it comes to rallying, Hudson's doing everything this team could have asked him to do up until this point. Um, uh, but, you know, no, we, we don't forget, you know, there's certain moments where, you know, you have some some passes here and there you'd like to have back or uh, you'd like for him to have a certain chemistry to connect with Worthy. But at the end of the day, um, everyone on that team and in that locker room knows what they're getting from Hudson. They're backing him up and you can see it. And, and he 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 has he has protected the football. And that is honestly uh you can't ask for anything more from regardless of the quarterback to just give your team a chance to go back, play another down or, or get back on defense if you need to. And Hudson's doing that. Speaking with uh, Drew Kelson uh, of uh, the former Longhorn great uh, national champion, 2005 Rose Bowl ran side by side with Reggie Bush. Also uh, made Joel Klatt forget uh, a couple of days in his life in the uh, Big 12 championship game with a, a hit underneath the chin. Um, I, you know, I'm reading a bunch of comments and, and thinking about this game. Um, it's going to be a real shame, in my opinion, if DeMarvian Overshone is unavailable next week for the first half against Texas Tech. They, they have a new rule now, Drew, that they can that the Big 12 office can relitigate that essentially in, while after the game is, is, is had. Surely, surely Texas is going to get a chance to get DeMarvian back. I sure hope so. Um... Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. He was feeling some juice right before that play and on those plays. He made two oh. in a row. He made the he made the pass break up and then came on the delayed blitz. And that was we, the, really the first time that he truly affected the game, right? We got to see him kind of take some ownership of that drive. Uh, and I, I, I've been waiting on a moment from the defense in general of someone besides – Jade Barron, at least for a big play, from a big play perspective. And we'd be getting close all night and hadn't just gotten home. He he, he was really make make took, took, took advantage of some moments on that drive. And with next week being a, a you know a game on the road uh, against a team who hates us dearly. <laughs> uh, you want his leadership, you want his presence on that defensive side. Uh it's it's not often that, you know, tech plays us and they're beating us because their defense is sound. It's usually that they're, 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 they're tuned up on an offensive side of things and our defense needs to bring it. So hopefully uh, they're able to review this thing and, and get Overshawn's back, Overshawn's back with us next week. Uh, Cause he, he did provide some juice for us at a time where we really need to just take some momentum and ride with it. He, he brought it. Drew, look at this defensive stat chart. If you can see it, Jalen Ford, with 15 tackles, 10 solo. I mean, I would have never guessed that until I just saw I mean, that is in, uh, a week after having 10 tackles, he, he gets 15. Of course, a lot of that's because that, that power run on the inside that they did. But um, at the same time, that's, that's a wow stat, in my opinion, for Jalen Ford. Uh, second week in a row, he's registered double-digit tackles. Uh, otherwise, uh, you know, looking at, at all of this, uh, Texas did not have – Oh, actually, Texas did have a sack. I guess they gave one to 
to Tucker Dorsey. But um, overall, uh, we look at it. I, that was that Tucker Dorsey sack happened when he actually yeah. uh, the forced fumble, right? That mm-hmm. they jumped on. Um, you look at the Texas defense, and I thought they came out playing soft, and then they turned it up a little bit in the second and third quarters, particularly the mm-hmm. third quarter. Uh, but I, I also want to say, Frank Harris, my hat's off to you. The okay. the quarterback for UTSA was better than than. He, he wasn't better than I expected. He had more moxie than I think anybody could have expected. I mean, he had a little bit of a Houdini act in him, right? I mean, he even like Vernon Broughton didn't even tackle him when he had him within arm's length because Vernon Broughton thought the ball had already been thrown at one time. It was like a double clutch pass. What, you know, what are your, what are your thoughts on that, Drew? I mean, just playing against somebody like that and how Texas, I think to your point, they wore him down. Uh, over over time, their defense did. But what are, what are your thoughts? You know, the the one thing I like about great players, and, and I, I really do think Frank Harris is a, is a great player, and I say that from the standpoint he owns his moments. Um, you don't feel like he is a moment is controlling him, or he is influencing him. He is influencing the game. He was the governor of the game um, from an offensive perspective, uh, and from their team perspective. He was making plays. I mean, they had drop balls. He was making guys miss. He ran when he needed to. He got the right balls out. Uh, he missed some throws early, and I thought, okay, well, maybe he's not as accurate as I thought. No, he he, he brought it. He kept bringing it. And so um, I, I actually appreciated this test for the team uh, that, that he brought it and that we had a guy who obviously had been very experienced at, at, at quarterback, uh, had his – full arsenal of talent, at least around him, as far as receivers go. And a guy who was able to, to withstand the, the you know, having backup offensive linemen, you would, it, it was almost as if that wasn't an issue for, for much of the game. And, and, and so you got to have an experienced quarterback, a talented quarterback and a quarterback who just has command of the team and of the offense to be able to do that. And I think Frank Harris, uh, he he did everything he needed to do and could have done for the team um, on today to keep them in that game and keep giving them opportunities to 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 make plays. Um, but yeah, and in a game like this, where the, the, the really the one play where he was not perfect, uh, it was a high ball. It got tipped, and you know Jade Barron took advantage of it. And otherwise, that, that drive could have continued to to, to just you know, they could have continued to move on. Uh, he just had that type of command where. If you didn't get a big play like that, uh, the, the really the, the game is still in hand for them uh, moving forward. So, um, yeah, he was he he was the governor of this game, and, and just fortunately we were able to take advantage of an opportunity that he gave us because he didn't give us many. No, he did not. He was very cautious with the ball, very very smart with it. Um, uh, he is he uh, he really throws well on the run on some option routes, kind of, and, and knows that he has a guy dragging late over to his side on a, on some rollouts. Uh, he's a, he's a smart, he's got, he's like the, he's like the six foot seven. Like he's not the, he's not going to be an NFL quarterback. Most likely he just doesn't have the arm. Right. Uh, but he's, he's similar to the six, six, six foot seven center in basketball that gets like 13 rebounds and scores 20 points. Right. He's not, you know, I, you know, I mean, it was like, I started forgetting he was left-handed. I was like, wait, <laughs> Why are we letting him run to his left? This guy's just getting away. We're just anytime he escaped, he'd escape left. I'm like, how, how do we not corral him? 
Well, yeah. he, he just – this guy can feel the game. He can feel the game. Uh, you really didn't have a sense that that offensive line was, was full of backups uh, when you have a quarterback like that. Yeah, exactly. They, he, he hides a lot of those problems, right? Um, and they did try to get the ball out quick and early. Um, it was it was fun to watch that. I mean, they they're a good team, uh, but uh, Bijan Robinson second half was just too much. Texas run game too much. Uh, Hudson Card did a good job overall, uh, far from perfect, but good enough. And to Drew's point, no turnovers. Um, and you know that was probably that was one of the bigger parts of the game is is the second half uh, interception return for a touchdown. Uh, by Jade Barron. Uh, Drew, uh, I want to talk about uh, something else. Uh, Texas is is now, we've got a bunch of questions in here, and I want to I bring a couple of them up because I think that, um, you know, you're, you're a guy uh, that uh, has seen it all and done it all and, and all of this stuff. Uh, l- let me ask you this. Teachable moments in this game. What, what do you think of some of the teachable moments from this game were for the Longhorns? <laughs> I can't help it, but I got to start with that onside kick. Um, it's the first thing that pops in my head. Um, I saw it actually last week at Bama. Um, you kind of know Bama's not going to onside kick you in the second quarter, but I remember seeing some of our guys just preparing to sprint back. And what's crazy about sprinting back so fast on plays like that on special teams, a lot of these kickers are kicking it out of the end zone anyway. So to leave yourself vulnerable on that front line for an onside kick, um, these are just so, those, these are those things you got to just assume are going to happen. You got to be looking out for, especially when, regardless of the score, you're, you 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 on paper you're you're against an overmatched team. Uh, so that's just something to be more mindful of. It was the first thing that jumped out to me. Um, uh, beyond that, it's 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 really that 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 coverage uh, on on defense on the defensive side of things whether it was coverage, whether it was just urgency or just kind of having that edge and that tenacity early. Um, I feel like guys were doing their job. I didn't feel like they were guns ablazing on fire. And and that leaves some things on tape where you can look around and be like, well, everyone's doing what they're supposed to do. Like what's going on. It's like, well, we're not getting off field. We're not disrupting enough. We're not, we didn't just didn't have that, it didn't feel like we had an edge and an urgency. So sometimes in these games, you could feel like you're doing your job. Um, and credit to, to UTSA for coming out with a plan that that, that kept us on our toes. But uh, th- those are, uh, I guess, in, in general, I wouldn't call it a moment as much as it is, a, you know, you respect your opponent, you prepare to play for them. And there are times at the beginning of these games, you feel like you're doing your job and they're still moving the ball. There's something missing. And what's missing is that edge. What's missing is that just that 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 desire is you're not going to beat me, you're not going to block me, you're not going to 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 to, to get these plays off against us uh, for 13 plus plays on this drive, and um, uh, that that's something they can coach through. That's something I know they need to coach through, and they need it to 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 experience today. So it was it was a perfect thing to, to experience, but I really felt it more on the, on the defensive side uh, early on. So I touch defense and special teams. If there's a coachable moment or coachable anything, I do feel like there's some things along the offensive line we can clean up for our run game. Um, I mean, against Bama, you don't really expect certain things to, to just open up for you. Against UL Monroe, even when you get it, you just it's like it, it, that. That's an overmatch. I think this has 
probably this game in and of itself with a team coming in prepared uh, that was rotating defensive linemen. They were all fresh, all doing a great job of just getting off the ball and, and challenging us. Um, it did present some things I think we know we need to figure out uh, as it pertains to the run game. Like, what can we do to establish the run on rundowns when everyone knows we're running and um, without doing having Roshan hand off the ball? Uh, how can we just get into to a rhythm on that? So um, in a game like this, you, you, you want to win it. We want it great. You know, we want to play complementary football with a defense and offense. You're kind of working hand in hand. You're getting off the field. You're driving the ball. You're getting burning some time off the clock. Um, you're helping your quarterback out because you're establishing a run. Uh, we didn't exactly do that today, but uh, th that's where I think establishing that run or really continuing to focus on establishing that run um, so you don't have to lean so heavily on the quarterback early, regardless of who's back there. It's, it's something I think we'll continue to, to, to focus on because Bijan is just too great of a talent. Uh, Roshan's too great of a talent for us to not be able to lean more heavily on them, especially early in games to establish ourselves. Yeah, and, and and I think that if I were to to think anything that you teachable moments, it's not just um another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. It's, it's, it's not just the players. The coaches have to, to understand their team a little bit too. Uh, Hudson Card needed some throws to the outside to open up some running lanes uh, early, I think, because UTSA was just too bottled up in the middle. Uh, but overall, for the, from a team perspective, I really thought, Drew, that the biggest thing was they learned that the game's four quarters. And you you have a lot of good players on your side, but it's an accumulation of what happens throughout those four quarters. And um, I, I felt like Texas finally played that way the last three, right? They, they got out and they were down, I think, 17 to 7, came back and outscored uh, – uh, outscored – UTSA 34 uh, to three down the stretch. And that, that's a pretty strong outing, right? Um, but uh, I feel like if there's anything they can learn, it's that. All right. Um, Post game show is brought to you by uh, accomplished Austin realtor, Laura Baker. Uh, Laura and the Andy Allen team at Keller Williams can handle all of your real estate needs in the Austin area. Laura is not only a diehard Longhorn fan, but a longtime Austin real estate expert, a UT grad. Uh, and knows the Austin area about as well as anybody can. Laura at AndyAllenTeam.com. Uh, I want to go to another question, uh, and this is this is a, a fair one, I think, and, and that is more of where, you know, what type of runs do you think Texas is really good at um, at this point? Are, are they good at the, the outside zone? Are they good – in the wildcat kind of where they get a two-way go with Roshan and Bijan. What is, because the quarterback's not going to run in Steve Sarkeesian's offense. He's just not, unless it's a, a scramble like Hudson Card had, it's not going to be a design run most likely. You know, what's funny is I, I mean, how, how can you not say it right now? It's, it's, it's with Roshan back there, uh, at, at least from the standpoint of 
they know what's coming and we're able to execute it. I'd say that's where we're most successful. We, we just, if Roshan keeps it, it's, it's going to be nasty. <laughs> you know, if, if he hands it to Bajan, it's going to, there's opportunities there. Um, so I, it's, it's hard to deny that that's just been successful because people know what's coming. Teams know what's coming and we're still able to get something out of it. Um, you know, Christian Jones has has really you can feel his leadership and presence on that offensive line. I I I, I know. Uh, I'd like to see them be a bit more cohesive and not allow penetration, because uh, it seems like uh, if there's nothing else, UTSA was just shooting gaps. They were just you know we're going to settle for penetration. It's not even about fitting the run correctly. We're going to disrupt. And if one guy leaks through, we'll corral beyond that. And you just got to, at some point, we we have to control the line of scrimmage across the board because, yeah, too often I'm seeing one guy or even one and a half guys, uh, meaning one guy will shoot a gap, he'll get penetration. Another guy just gets an edge or gets leverage and it disrupts the whole run play. And we're, we're starting to, to, to kind of do a little bit too much shimmy and the shaking in the background. So uh, I, I, I do think, um, you know, right now that, you know, with Roshan back there handing off the ball and this offense and the way it is, I mean, that, that that's where we've been the most successful. But I do think that's also contingent on our passing game. You got to be able to pass the ball, stretch the field. And Bobby, you mentioned it. I mean, even throwing the ball out on some of our RPO reads, out to the sideline as kind of you know supplemental run game helps open things up a bit. Um, we didn't do that early, and that's and and that's fine. It's just that when people know the run is coming, or a sense that run is coming, Roshan handing off the ball to Bijan has been a bit more successful uh, than, than anything else right now. But I do think our, our run game right now is just really contingent on our pass game opening opening things up, and teams are going to come in and they're going to challenge us to, to to stop the run. So uh, we just got to continue to work through that. We got to hit those deep shots. We got to make them respected. Um, but right now they're daring us to beat us on the ground. Beat them on the ground. Yeah, they are. Um, hey, uh, Drew. Speaking with Drew Kelson, uh, former Longhorn, played on the 2005 national championship team. Uh, I'm Bobby Burton. This is the Inside Texas and On Texas Football postgame show. Uh, Drew, a uh, couple other questions for you. Texas had a, some some uh, important recruits in the stands tonight, or actually on the sidelines. I'm not sure which. Uh, Cedric Baxter, the nation's number one running back, was there uh, for for this game. He had to like what he saw uh, from Bijan Robinson tonight, right? I mean, that guy's so talented. And and he he's and he's a leader too. I've um I've probably Bobby, I've probably followed recruiting closer than I ever have over the last <laughs> since Sark has been been on campus because the energy and the the aggressiveness and just the intentionality they have with recruiting, you appreciate it, right? Like they they stick with guys, they pursue guys, they recruit through the whistle, they don't settle. So it's just made it more fun to follow recruiting. And Cedric Baxter is one of these players who if you're a guy. Sark's going to find a way to get his guys the ball, whether that's Xavier Worthy, whether that's Bijan, whether it's Rowan. Like, if you are a guy, Sark is going to get the ball to his guys. He's not just going to run his stuff. And he got the ball to his guys tonight. Um, 
protected card. You know, card had to make a few runs, make a few plays for us. But at the end of the day, you want to make sure you get the ball to your guy. Cedric Baxter is that guy. So to come to this game and see uh, that that how Bijan performed, but Rove performed too. Um, they, they they he's going to get the ball to his guys, and so th- this was an encouraging night for I'm sure for for Cedric Baxter to just see like, hey, uh, regardless of how the game's going, regardless of how the O line's playing, um, you win with you win by getting the ball to your guys. You're not going to have some secret guy pop up and 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 win the game for you. Uh, we were in a position to where our guys should win the game for us, and and the, the right guy stepped up for us, and he has to be encouraged by that. I want to give a, a special shout out to a couple of guys that don't normally get shout outs for their blocking. Uh, Xavier Worthy, Jordan Whittington, uh, both had some nice downfield blocks tonight. Uh, on that one, uh, uh, on the one uh, long run by Bijan, or one of the long runs by Bijan, the 78 yarder, uh, Worthy made a uh, last second block that 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 uh, he basically shielded a guy from grabbing yeah. Bijan. Bijan was out of gas. I know it says all gas, no brakes. Well, that that was on empty <laughs> as he got it about inside the 10. Uh, but Worthy uh, actually sped up and shielded a guy. That was a good one. Uh, Jordan Whittington on the 41-yard run absolutely just dominated his guy. Jatavian Sanders dominated his guy on that, that run as well. Uh, so those receivers uh, making uh, very, very uh, good plays in the blocking game today. And that's part of that's part of the process, right, is you need those guys to helping help not just – uh, late or not just on on in the receiving game, they need to be able to to block and help uh, spring those guys for bigger runs. Um, Drew, uh, going back to the defense uh, on tech for Texas, uh, what did you think of the secondary's play tonight? We haven't really touched on it too much, but particularly the corners, both Watts, Ryan Watts, and uh, Deshaun Jamison kind of got beat on an out and up. Uh, and Jamison's play was called back; would have been a touchdown if not for an illegal motion. Uh, but uh, Watts also got beat pretty bad there too. Any Anything that you can uh, think about in that? I know Jamison also had a nice pass break up in the end zone Then had another one on a third down early in the third quarter that was big. Uh, but uh, overall, what was, your, what was your thought on the cornerback play? You know, I'm glad they got tested, <laughs> you know. Um, and I, I know there were some tests last week, but – uh, UTSA knew they had the quarterback and they had the receivers where if they were going to have a chance to win this game, it was going to be in the air. Um, you know, Traylon Smith was hurt. Um, they have to lean on their strengths. So we, we knew they were going to get tested. Um, you can coach through getting beat on out and ups. Um, I would like to see uh, a, a bit more, bit more ball awareness when the ball's in the air uh, from six. Uh, he, I mean, he's such a big guy, uh, such a talent, but uh, he, he got tested tonight. Um, he, I, I'd like to see them make plays on the ball when it's in the air. Um, there was a pass interference he had out in the end zone. I thought it was great coverage. He just has to keep his hands off the receiver. Uh, but he, he, he's, they're, they're close. And that's the thing is, it's, it's one thing to get beat. It's another thing to look at how did they get beat. Um, guys get beat on out and ups. It just, it, it, you you go through these routine plays. You think it's routine, and, and all it takes is an edge. All it takes is a step. And with this quarterback and these receivers, um, th- that's all they needed. That won't be that. It won't be that way every week. But an out and up can. All you need is is, is a step. And so they really leaned on what where they were strong. 
um, did a great, really good job of that. And that's in spite of, I mean, we, we just, we weren't able to get real pressure on them consistently on these plays, but um, uh, they're coachable moments there. I think we'll be fine. There's nothing to be concerned about. Um, they're going to make their plays and you gotta, you gotta give credit to UTSA for, for, for dialing those up at the right time uh, and, and trying to take advantage and beat, beat our corners. I'm glad they got tested tonight. Uh, a couple of notes. Uh, not only was uh, Cedric Baxter in the house, John Tay Cook, the wide receiver from DeSoto, his teammate, and also fellow Longhorn commit, uh, Trey Weiser was in. Darian Gallette was there. I think Samaje Burrell. Uh, there are a lot of recruits on, on the sidelines for the Longhorns tonight. Uh, my apologies if I don't mention them all uh, because we're, we're focused a little bit more on the game right now. But uh, Drew, speaking with Drew Kelson, uh, Longhorn, uh, former Longhorn, uh, 2005 national champion. Drew, uh, your, your, your thoughts – really on Texas going to more two-back two personnel. It's, it really seemed that that's when the game kind of turned, and not just when Roshan was in there, but, well, I guess it, it coincides with Roshan being in there, and it, but it wasn't always in the uh, Wildcat-type formation. It also was just with him and Bichon in, uh, Bichon in the back, backfield with Hudson Card. Um, is there a reason why uh, – we don't see more of that sooner, in your opinion. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, I think, I think you do have to keep offenses. I mean, you do have to keep defenses honest. Um, I mean, no, if that turns out to be our best package and our core package, then then great. You know, that, that means we're doing something well. But uh, you do have to keep defenses honest. And at the end of the day, it does allow you to be multiple. I mean, you, you you know you know both of those guys can go to the slot. They can split out a little bit. I mean, but but it also just said a lot. I mean, um, you don't know if Hudson's going to go spread out to the sideline and have these two guys in the backfield by themselves. So it does make you prepare. Uh, it just leaves a, a certain level of uncertainty that that allows you to do things that that um, can, can really test the defense. And when you have you, know, you have your two receivers, I mean, you you're in twenty one personnel it just really allows you to do a lot more and, and the defense can't really sub out for it. So um, it, it will continue to see more of it. I think what's surprising about the two back set and two back personnel is you, you, you feel like your playbook gets shrunk down to only a certain amount of plays and everyone should know there's only a certain variety of things you'll be able to run out of that, but it seems like they haven't stopped it. So maybe the reason why we're not seeing more of it is because it just seems so obvious of what we may or could be running when we're in those sets, but it succeeded. So, um, you know, maybe this is a game we're just realizing, you know, maybe we should introduce a little bit sooner and have teams stop it first before we get away from it instead of leaning on it after some other things aren't working. But it's definitely been one of those things that um, it's, 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 it's appeared to work out for us. Yeah, I, I think that uh, Texas with a strong second half, you're just now joining us, defeating uh, UTSA 41-20 to 20 
Horns down at one point in the second quarter, 17 to seven, come back and score, outscore UTSA 34 to three in the final uh, two, or final, or in the second half, I guess. Uh, from not from the second half, 24 to three in the second half, uh, but 34 to three after being down 17 to seven. Uh, very good game overall. I thought it was a, it wasn't necessarily a dominating game from the Longhorns from the outset, but by the second half and in the fourth quarter, we could tell Drew that it was really happening. Uh, that that Texas was going to end up taking away with this game. This is a UTSA team that went 12 and two a year ago uh, and uh, played uh, two overtime games previously, beating Army a week ago in overtime, and then uh, losing to U of H. Uh, in three over, over or beating no excuse me losing to U of H in three overtimes in the very first week of the season as well. Uh, you know I want to look a little bit forward here uh, because I think we have to, uh, and that's to Texas Tech next week. Uh, Texas Tech lost 27-14 uh, to NC State. Uh, Drew, uh, what are the Longhorns trying to look to do when they go to Lubbock next week? And and you know that atmosphere. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? You can't make any assumptions when you go into tech. I mean, and this is a team that we <laughs> this is a team that that we've beaten actually more than, than most over the last you know 10 to 12 years where things have been tough, but you can't make any assumptions when you go to Lubbock. Uh they'll be prepared to play. They'll want to play, they'll want to beat us. The crowd will be involved. Um, we'll, we'll get a little dose of our own medicine in this first road game. Um, just with that atmosphere and that environment. Uh, hopefully, regardless of, of what's going on at quarterback and regardless of what's going on on defense, um, everyone's ready to, to, to take that one. Uh, because, I mean, we, we, we come back home the week after that and then we're back in Dallas. Uh, then we're back home again. So we have another, we have some time before we have a true road game after this. Um, we need to take this business trip seriously. Um, do I think Tech has enough to beat us? Um, do I think on paper they should beat us? No, not yet. And that's just that. But you can go into any environment, not be sharp, not be prepared. And um, they have players, too, uh, who, 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 who will want to play four quarters. And unlike today, where over four quarters at home, your talent your size, you wear them down, you win. That crowd in Lubbock, regardless of how much better we are on paper, I expect that to be a true four-quarter game of them being involved, them wanting to beat us, them being juiced, them finding the plays, and, and them making the most of opportunities. We can't expect anything less than that uh, from this group going out uh, as we go out next week uh, out to Lubbock. All right, uh, Drew, speaking with Drew Kelson, this is the On Texas Football and InsideTexas.com uh, post-game show. Uh, let me ask you uh, this uh, question, if you don't mind. Uh, you, you talk about uh, what happened tonight. This was a this is the proverbial trap game, right? This is the game that Texas maybe lost a couple times here <laughs> and there over the years. Uh, but they emerged from non-conference 2-1, and one, which is a successful non-conference schedule or, or that's basically what everybody thought preseason Texas would be when right. they emerged from conference play. Everybody thought they would lose to Alabama, probably more convincingly. Everybody thought they would beat ULM easily and that 
UTSA might be a tough game, but eventually they went out. Long story short, we're at, we're at you know a, a quarter of the way through the regular season, right before they get into conference play, and Texas is sitting at two and one. Um, things that you think right now, given what you know, Texas needs to work on in in the largest way, and what you think they can hang their hat on as they go into conference play. <clears throat> Uh, work on, I guess I'll start with offense for sure. It's, it's just how can we get Bajan going? And I mean going early and often, whether we're getting him the ball through the air, whether we're – he's just a talent. And 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 not – between he and Roshan, I mean, we got to get those guys going. Um, it, the more we can become less quarterback dependent, the more we – we can become less the, the more we become less quarterback dependent at this stage of the season um once we're actually able to open things up a little bit more whether that means Carr continues to to, to just kind of get more chemistry on those deep balls or quinn yours has a chance to come back to us um here in a bit we still have to establish Bijan. we still have to establish that run game we have to continue to mature along that offensive line uh to 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 not just protect from the passing game, but to, 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 to make some room in that run game. So uh, that, that's something that I think we just continue to need to work on going into a conference play. Um, and on defense, it's, it's just today was interesting on defense because I didn't feel like the D line played bad. Uh, when you look at the stats, when you look at what the linebackers did, you'd assume the D line held point and the linebackers were, we're supposed to be teed up to just clean up everything else. And so just, it doesn't look that skewed statistically if that's not the case. Uh, it's just hard to see it any other way. Uh, but I, I want to see us get a pass rush. We on those pass downs, whether it be with pressure or not, we have to find a way to get to the quarterback. Um, I, I, I just, I don't have answers for it right now, Bobby. I don't know who, I don't know how, that's probably the most concerning part for me is the pass rush. It's not even in the run game. Uh, it's the pass rush. How can we beat tackles, known money downs? Um, you know, you're going to miss, you know, you have a guy come free on the blitz. You're going to miss some of those quarterback, good, great quarterbacks are going to make plays, make you miss. Um, but just getting home on, on downs when you need it or, and, and then getting home on downs when you don't expect it. It's just, we need to find a way to do that establish the run and get pressure on the quarterback were probably my two um, biggest concerns going into conference play because really any quarterback in this conference can perform well against us if we're not making it hard for him to do so. So we got to find a way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I completely see your point. I think that, that uh, of, of the guys that rushed the pass tonight, I actually thought justice Finkley probably did the best job. Uh, and played fewer snaps. Maybe Ethan Burke even did a better job than him. Uh, but that was also in in kind of, uh, I don't want to say garbage time, but late in the game. Um, I just felt like uh, the defensive ends that were trying to set the edge did not necessarily do a good job of hemming in Frank Harris. Um, they they really needed to do, do a better job of that and make him when he was going to retreat, to retreat backwards uh, as opposed to up and out. You know, and, and that happened probably a, a little bit too often. Uh, at the same time, you can't be uh, upset with a 41 to 20 win 
and, and UTSA only scores three points in the last 30 minutes of the game. You, you can't be upset with that, Bobby, but I, I'll say this. They, they were coming, they came into the game with backup offensive linemen and then had to back those guys up at some point. Um, we did what we needed to do. There's no doubt about that. But you, we're, we're just not at a point right now where anyone can say that part of the defense is, is something we can lean on, something we can trust we'll be able to, to, to have when that time comes. Right now, um, fortunately, we have DBs. We're getting coverage sacks. We're getting coverage pressure. Um, and, and so a lot of times when the quarterbacks are running, it's because the coverage is great. Um, but, you know, we got to help out these DBs. We got to help out this defense by, by finding a way to get uh, get some pressure on the quarterback. Just got to do it. Yeah, they they may need a it, – it's not happening from the guys they got necessarily in there from the outside right now. Uh, at the same time, they, those guys may be uh, uh, more well-versed in what they're trying to do on defense in general uh, and part of the process there. I, I, I agree with you. They got to get got to get going. I also want to give uh, Frank Harris some credit too, because he's hard to sack. I mean, uh, there are a couple times when they had a beeline on him, and he just he just made he made some plays. I mean, what do you you just tip your hat to that guy, right? Um, and so I, I'm not I'm not super uh, upset about the pass rush, but I do think that they just didn't get get home tonight. And if they would have gotten there a little bit quicker a couple times, I think they would have been able to do it, but. Uh, we'll we'll go there uh, from from we'll look in, and see what happens next week when they go to Lubbock, uh, because I think that that offense is going to be a little bit different in that it'll it won't be such a quick, quick throw offense. They're going to actually try to do some more stuff downfield. Yeah. Uh, and more frequently. And so we'll get a better sense for really what that is, even though Donovan Smith, the tech quarterback, uh, is a, a somewhat mobile or not somewhat, but very mobile. Hey, Drew. What did you think? Uh, I don't know if you saw it, but Quinn Ewers uh, was dressed and on the sidelines today, throwing in in pre in uh, pregame uh, stuff. You think that uh, you've been around people that have injuries? Is that guy look possibly coming back next week against Tech, or is it going to be three, four, five, six weeks? I mean, you don't typically dress out the quarterback if he's not going to play at all. And they they dressed him out like, hey, he might have a chance to play. Uh, obviously, he didn't. Uh, but what are your your thoughts on that gamesmanship a little bit by Sark and what it may mean? I mean, you go as far as you can go without going over. You know, Quinn, can you dress up? Yes. Quinn, can you throw a couple passes on the sideline? Yes. Do what you absolutely can do. Be as involved as as, as possible. Uh, be as included in the game plan as possible. And just be a part of it as much as possible. Uh, we, we still all have you know, no idea uh, when he'll be back, um, but uh, you got to get him involved. Now I'll be the first one to tell you all last week, and this was after seeing him on the ground and seeing Sark look towards the Alabama sideline and throw his hands up at Saban, like, you know, cause that initial reaction was like, man, was that dirty? You know, but uh, for the rest of that game, I'd look over to one of my buddies who was at the game with me. It was like, dude, what if Quinn just runs out? What if he just runs back out right now? But they shot him up with something. So um, I think I exhausted all my hope that Quinn would come back uh, sooner than expected all last week. Today, I, I kind of knew, <laughs> uh, yes, gamesmanship, but also just, you know, you want him involved and engaged as much as possible. And um, the, the team still rally around, rallies around, around him. And, I mean, you can kind of see that connectedness the team has. Um, 
uh, even even with him being out on the sideline, you you can see that. So, um, cheers to them for 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 just kind of getting them out there and you know giving us some 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 hope or at least a little a little look at you know at least he's throwing the ball. But um, hopefully they're they'll, I trust that they'll do his best uh, on bringing them back when the time is right. Speaking with Drew Kelson on uh, of uh, former Longhorn, 2005 national champion, uh, Houston Lamar grad as well. Uh, for those that don't remember Drew in high school, I, I covered him in high school, so it's great talking to him here some 20-odd years later. Uh, but uh, the postgame show uh, today or tonight is brought to you uh, by Accomplished Austin Realtor Laura Baker. Uh, Laura and the Andy Allen team at uh, Keller Williams can handle all of your real estate needs in the Austin area. Again, if you're, you're looking for a second home in Austin or just looking to move somewhere within Austin, Laura is not only a diehard Longhorn fan, but a longtime Austin real estate expert. Contact her at Laura at AndyAllenTeam.com. Uh, Drew, uh, you know, you've had about an hour now to kind of, I know we're talking, but you've also, I know, I know how brains work. You kind of think while you talk sometimes, you know. Uh, take major takeaways for you tonight. Uh, if, you, if you're going to go to bed tonight, what are you, what are your main takeaways from this game? You know, I kind of, I kind of said this on probably on Twitter earlier in the game is when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouthwatering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices. Plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points, more savings and more inspiring flavors. Make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The, the goal right now, I think for all of us, we, we know there's a difference in what we're doing offensively and just the way the game looks when when yours is out there versus any other combination. You know, this is no slight to anyone else who's been battling for us. And I really mean that. When Card is really showing up and the team is rallying around him, he's doing things that – you know he, he's he's still banged up and injured. He's stepping up for the team, so we we can't we we can't. I don't want to undervalue that at all. But um, one thing that I I just I want to continue to see us develop every other position while we wait to really open this thing back up. Um, if we can just continue to find a way to get W's, continue to grow, continue to grow closer. Uh, we kind of know this offense just looks different when you can stretch the field and when you can distribute the ball through the air. Um, and, and I think we we know enough to know like there's just there's just a difference between what what Quinn brings. So um, I, I thought the team did what they needed to do tonight to get this win. Um, I'd like to see us continue to to lean on Roshan and lean on Bijan, not just from a leadership and energy standpoint. Uh, well, no, not just from production standpoint, but from a leadership and energy standpoint, I do think those guys, uh, when they get going, everybody gets going and gets juiced and, and they have the ability to do it more consistently. I think that maybe that maybe Hudson does uh, when it comes to just really generating offense. So we got to find a way to continue to find a way to get those guys going. Um, defensively, I've, I've said it about the pressure, but one thing that stands away stands out for me is I trust this team is going to play four quarters. I trust this team will. You can't pick your adversity, Bobby. Um, every game is going to have something that happens. You can't choose what it's going to be. 
You just have to respond to it. Um, uh, you you have to step up. You have to step in, and you got to just close out games. Um, this game could have been completely different if they hadn't kicked a field goal even on that first drive. Um, this team is notorious for having penalties. Uh, UTSA is. And those things came to light during critical times. And you say, oh, we got lucky, but that's who they are too. And so uh, kind of that first stop, getting three points out of that drive as opposed to letting them score a touchdown. I mean, there was some certain moments in that game where you can see that resiliency. You can see that 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 focus and just that determination come through. Uh, clean tackling came through on that drive. Um, that big, you know, just I, I really like that this team has experienced enough already to show that they know it's a four-quarter game. They know it's a fight. It doesn't matter the opponent. I do feel like they did come to play four quarters in spite of the opponent. It wasn't a sleepy start to me as much as it was just a team came out prepared and juiced and found some edges and had an experienced quarterback and and took it away. So um, there's nothing – there aren't as many concerns or any new concerns, I'd say, that came from this game. I'd say there there are some things here that uh, we we kind of – I've seen are, are some challenges and we still need to continue to work on. And that's just who we are today. Uh, but uh, all in all, this, this team plays together. They play four quarters. They rotate a lot of guys through. Um, they find a guy who's getting pressure. If they find a guy who's, who's clicking, they, they roll with it. And so um, I, I know we can hang our hat on them playing four quarters. I know we can hang our hat on the team coming prepared schematically. Um, and, and Sark having his team prepared schematically. Um, but I'm also glad we had some challenges tonight, Bobby. We need those challenges. We can't have these cupcake games. We got this team still needs to be tested. This team still needs to to to, to be prepared for, for the uncertainties of this season. And to tonight at home, um, I'm happy we were able to walk away with a win, but there's some definitely definitely some teachable moments. So um I'm, I'm very proud of this team, the way they just continue to play through the uncertainty and play through moments where they probably expected to beat this team and wanted to blow them out and wanted to win by 20 plus. And they probably would have rather done that in the first quarter, but they just stuck with it. And they, they found a way to, to, to have the game in that way instead of start that way. Drew, um, you know, I, I think you're right. And, and, and the, the piece that I come back to is what does this game look like a year ago? You know, think about that and think in your head, what does this really look like? Well, it probably doesn't look as it probably doesn't look it doesn't end up 41 to 20 that's for sure right it, it's probably more like 35 35 and we're going to ot that, that's that's my thought process on it um and so yes they've gotten some new guys in that have helped on defense and on offense and they've got uh, Jatavian Sanders now is is becoming a, a a power in the the run game i mean he's actually becoming a plus blocker which is outstanding given that He's such a good receiver. Uh, and then you add uh, another year of, of uh, uh, Roshan and Bijan. And, you know, this is a Texas team that that won a home game with their number two quarterback, essentially. And they won it by three touchdowns. Uh, that doesn't happen a year ago, probably. And so I, I feel uh, they didn't win many games at all last year. Last Lowell Galindo, I was watching the game on, on, on the TV, Lowell Galindo, you know, Texas has lost two, you know, 
two of their they've only won two of their last nine games or, or something like that. And I'm just going, wow, what a stat, right? It's like that's that was that was a, one of those depressing stats, right? Um, but you, it made you think, and that the, overcoming that means something, um, and you have to do it over time to make to become a winner. I, you know, Bobby, one thing that really stood out, stands out for me in the difference between last year and this year, last year, it's hard for a coach to make adjustments in the game. It's hard for a coach to make adjustments at halftime when guys just aren't doing their job because a coach can feel like, hey, I've schemed this up. This guy dropped the ball. This guy missed the tackle. And there's just so you can't really say, like, well, why aren't coaches making adjustments when a coach is thinking, my schemes are working. The guys aren't executing. You really get a true sense of what your schemes are doing and what adjustments you need to make when guys are going 100 miles an hour, when guys are playing hard, when guys are really bought in and you're getting every bit of their effort every play. So if a scheme's not working, like, you know what? This play didn't work because the guys aren't trying or because the guys are missing tackles or because the guys aren't really just committed to doing their job. It didn't work because I, it's just we're not there yet. I should pivot from this. I should pivot from that. And that's probably one of the main things I've noticed about this team is the coaches can actually coach and make adjustments and see what the team is good at and not good at because the guys are actually doing the work. They're actually going out there and executing. And, and you can play more. You can scheme more around it. You can do more with your X's and O's on both sides of the ball because you know you're getting the effort. And you're not just conceding that the only reason – our defense isn't working. Our offense isn't working is because this guy missed the block or this guy's missed the tackle or this guy's dropping passes or the pass is inaccurate. Like you can actually get a real evaluation and, and coaches are actually, I mean, the coaching staff are really able to make some adjustments because they know the guys are doing everything they do to do their job. And so um, I, I think that's a really big difference this year is the coaches can do far more from a schematic standpoint than probably they were able to do last year. Cause you just, you, you just blame it on, gosh, man, the guys, that play would have worked if the guy would have caught the ball when really that set, that down, that down and distance, that that personnel group probably wouldn't have worked. But you don't know that if you're thinking the reason why it's not working is because guys aren't doing their job. So uh, that's one thing this effort and this energy and just this, this consistency has brought that I feel like it gives the coaches a chance to make some adjustments because uh, they know the effort will be consistent in executing it this year. Yeah, I, I, I think you sense that they trust the players a little bit more, right? That's that's really what you're talking about. And the players, I think, are trusting their their teammates more too. Yeah. Um, and that there's there's some uh there's some value in that. And I I also would say this, they're they're it, it's I see a bigger difference right now in a game like this on defense than I did offense. Uh I did I did I do think that some of the blocking by the receivers shows a more a more of a team-based atmosphere, you know what I mean? But there were a lot of team-based defensive plays over the night. Uh, that that third down stop of Frank Harris, one yard short, which caused the fourth and one. That was a team defense play. Uh, there were a couple others. So I, I feel like I feel like Texas is doing some good things, and their their coaches, the players are being coached, and uh, they're stepping up a little bit uh, more and more. Um, you know, I, I look at it, speaking with Drew Kelson, uh, former Longhorn, uh, tonight, Rod Babers is at a wedding, or, or I think he's probably, I think the wedding is over. Rod's probably on the dance floor right now. 
he's 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 a uh, he's officially doing a I don't know some kind of the Macarena or something right now. It's he's probably it's probably it's wobble. probably close. Rod, Rod's doing a wobble right now. <laughs> but uh, long story short, uh, Rod Rod will be back next week uh, along with Tommy Yarish as well. They neither one of them were able to make the game. Uh, Drew, you're, you've been so kind to be with us here. Um, you know, Drew, I, I want to ask you some other some other things. Uh, on that hit, uh, they're saying now, uh, based on uh, what we're hearing, uh, our, our producer Matt Hutchinson's signaling me that Demarvian Overshone saying that he was told it was a defenseless hit on the quarterback. What do you? I mean, how does how is a quarterback that's trying to throw the ball? That has the ball in his hand and looking forward, defenseless. That's like you can't, you can't, that you can't tackle him from. From I, that, that makes almost no sense to me. That's Barry, like, Barry are they Sorrell, making things up just to make things up? Sorrell had a hit that was more egregious, if even that. Yeah, than that hit earlier in the game. It's just, I'm. They they get to review that right. They get to go back and look at that and. I hope they make the right decision, man. Uh, they have to make the right decision on that. Uh, you can see and feel intent. It's just that's not it. That's not it. I, I have, I like I said, I'm, I, I'll be the first one to tell you that I, I really didn't care about the gray line when it came to hits. Uh, that wasn't it. Um, I, I, that, that was not it. So hopefully. Uh, I know in the moment, even for these refs too, I mean, they, they have to come up with some excuse. Um, and they have to protect themselves. Hopefully, they go back and review this and just make it right. And let let you know Marvion come out. And, uh, we really need him on the road next week. I'm, I'm telling you, if you don't hear it anywhere else, this Lubbock game is not is not something to 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 shy to 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 just think we're going to roll out there, man. Hey, you've been <laughs> there when they allowed tortillas on the floor on the field. So it's <laughs> tortillas, batteries. Yeah, they, they throw some stuff at you. Um, so uh, yeah, we've you, you gotta you, you gotta you gotta go. We prepare for next week. We definitely need Demo for next week. Hopefully, they review that and get this right. Uh, of course, after last week's game, a lot of those calls couldn't be reviewed, and be made right. But hopefully, uh, this will be one of them that that we just get them back. And uh, you know. Fortunately, the game was was already kind of trending in our favor before that hit. But you you see it every week, Bobby. Whether it's our game or any other games, it's 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 getting real tough to to just watch some of these kids lose an opportunity to to, to finish games and even sometimes the next game. Oh, that um, could have that could have swayed the game though. I mean, that, Texas was going to get the ball up, ball back with by two scores. Yeah, and uh, and that was a third down sack, Drew. It would have, they would have got off the field, got the ball back up 11. Instead, UTSA takes that same drive and walks the ball down the field, and that's when Texas held on the fourth and one. You call that, Bobby? You could really call a lot of a lot of those. I know. It just it opens up so many more plays where you're just making an honest defensive play, great play, momentum play, uh, exciting play, and. Yeah, You're that was, that was not shaking your head. All right. Um, so tomorrow uh, I'll have uh, Justin Wells on to do a rapid reaction. We'll be going over the offense and defense, talk about some of the players of the game uh, that we thought uh, for uh, the offense and defense. Uh, 
also uh, lunch with the coaches on Monday with Coach Brian Irwin. Uh, the postgame show is brought to you by accomplished Austin Realtor, Laura Baker. Laura and the Andy Allen team at Keller Williams uh, can handle all of your real estate needs in the Austin area. Laura is not only a diehard Longhorn fan, uh, but a longtime real estate expert. The final from DKR, Texas defeats UTSA, the Roadrunners, and Jeff Trailer go down 41 to 20. It wasn't without trying from Frank Harris, a very mobile and apt quarterback. Uh, but in the end, too much B. John Robinson uh, and probably a little too much Texas defense, uh, in, especially in that second half, uh, holding UTSA uh, to just three points. For Drew Kelson, I'm Bobby Burton. That's been the On Texas Football, InsideTexas.com uh, postgame show. We'll also have more postgame coverage on InsideTexas.com. Uh, hook them, everybody. Okay.